And this week, we're talking about reaching your potential and encouraging and and giving us the tools necessary uh, for us to reach our potential. Well, what potential? Is it just the potential that we may have set forth in our lives? No, I believe it's reaching the potential that God has for you and I. God wants us to, to reach that potential of what he knows you and I are able to do with him. See, because God can use anyone, right? Amen? Do you believe that? God can use anyone. Young, old, big, small, it doesn't matter. And God wants us to see his power through us. His power through us. And this morning I have a message, the privilege of, speak, of speaking this morning that I entitled, You Weren't Meant to Go It Alone. See, no matter how difficult and no matter how dark the season you find yourself in or you find yourself walking through in life, you need to understand that God is with you. He's with you. He always has been. If you have your Bibles this morning, I want you to turn to the book of Exodus. Exodus chapter 18. And here we have Moses. Moses who is receiving a visit uh, from his father-in-law Jethro. I was going to name one of my kids Jethro. Jethro. Because <laughs> they're all J's, right? They're all J's, and, I, and, and we were thinking of, of what to name, you know, our kids, you know, after the first two. And so uh, uh, someone from our, from our church had mentioned the name Jethro, and I was actually considering it, but I got shot down. <laughs> so Moses is getting a visit from his father-in-law, and while, while Moses is, is, is in the wilderness... And Moses begins to tell his father-in-law all the great things that God had been doing for them and the Israelites. See, because before their meeting together, what took place was so much. See, they they were in the land of Egypt. They were slaves in Egypt to Pharaoh. And so Moses is telling his father-in-law, he's saying, look, Look, you won't believe all the things that have taken place. You won't believe all of the successes that we've seen, all the victories, how God has moved in on our behalf to turn the heart of Pharaoh. And he begins to explain, I'm sure sure Moses tells him all the stories of what took place with Pharaoh. I'm sure Moses uh, told him the story, uh, which, which uh, Pastor Richard mentioned uh, uh, previously, about when, when how, how God used Moses' brother uh, Aaron's staff to turn it into a snake in front of Pharaoh. God said, do this, and Pharaoh will see. He will see that I am God. And so he did that, and Pharaoh, Pharaoh had his, his, his sorcerers 
turn their staffs into snakes as well. But the Bible says that, that Aaron's staff swallowed up all the other staffs. See, and this was God saying, I'm more powerful. Yeah, you may be able to do certain things, but I'm always greater. I will always have the victory. And so I'm sure Moses is telling Jethro all of these things of what he saw God do in, in his life and all the encounters that they had. And I'm sure Moses said to his father-in-law, I said, look, and then after that, Pharaoh's heart was still hard. And so God caused plagues to come against Egypt. And he says, not one, not two, not even three, four, or five, but 10 plagues engulfed Egypt because of Pharaoh's hardened heart. And I'm sure he began to tell his father-in-law what took place during these plagues, how the Nile was turned into blood, how there was an infestation of gnats, of flies, of locusts, how all the livestock were killed off. And I'm sure he told him about the last one, which I'm sure didn't bring him any kind of pleasure whatsoever, but how, how, God, how God took the firstborn of all those in Egypt, the firstborn son, because of Pharaoh's hardened heart. And he says, I watched all this take place. And in the end, Pharaoh finally let, the, let us go. Finally let us go. But it took all these situations in his life. And see, I think, you know, God not only did this because of Pharaoh's refusal to let God's people go, but also I believe because God was getting rid of all those false idols that they had placed before God. And this is what God does. He does even in our own lives. God will, will remove idols in our life, things that we are putting before God. He does this, why? Because he loves us. He knows that if we put anything before him, it's going to hurt us. And God doesn't wanna hurt us. He wants, he says that his plans for us are good and you have to always remember that, that everything he does is for our good. And even in the removal of certain things from our lives, God is saying, I'm removing this because you may be putting this before me. And I don't want you to be hurt. I don't want you to be let down. Because with me, you will never be hurt. With me, you will never be forsaken. With me, you are never alone. And so God does this for us because he loves us. And so, Pharaoh, and so Moses is telling his father-in-law all the things that had taken place. And in Exodus chapter 18, verse 10, Jethro responds to Moses and he says, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. For he has rescued you from the Egyptians and from Pharaoh. Yes, he has rescued Israel. 
from the powerful hand of Egypt. He says, I know now that the Lord is greater than all other gods. See, this is moments in our lives where, 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 where God brings us, I believe. God brings us to places in our lives where we're able to say those same words. Praise God, for he is above all other gods. He is the one and only. There is no one like him. When you see God move in your life and you say, thank you, Jesus, for there is no one like you. No one could have done what you did, God. He says, because he rescued his people from the oppression of the proud Egyptians. Then the Bible picks up in verse 13. And it says this, it says, the next day, Moses took his seat to hear the people's disputes against each other. Talking about the Israelites. It says, they waited before him from morning till evening. When Moses' father-in-law saw all that Moses was doing for the people, he asked Moses, what are you really accomplishing here? Why are you trying to do all this alone while everyone stands around you from morning till evening? Moses replied, because the people come to me to get a ruling from, to get a ruling from God. When a dispute arises, they come to me and I am the one who settles the case between the quarreling parties. I inform the people of God's decrees and give them his instructions. And check this out. In verse 17, Moses' father-in-law replies, this is not good. Now some of you may be confused, like what do you mean this is not good? He's helping the people out. He's been, he's been the, the, um, the link between them and God and giving them wise counsel. How can this not be good? And he says this in verse 18, you're going to wear yourself out. And he says, and the people too. He says, this job is too heavy a burden for you to handle all by yourself. You see, Moses was doing a good thing, but what his father-in-law saw was that, hey, you're going to only be doing this good thing for a little while longer because you're going to wear yourself thin. How many times in our lives have we worn ourselves thin? <laughs> right? We try to do everything on our own. And, and it, isn't, it isn't, you know, because, you know, we really want to do everything on our own, but sometimes, sometimes we feel, you know, maybe, you know, maybe that, that, that mentality, well, if I want it done right, then I need to do it myself. Anyone ever think that before? How about, how about, you know, no one else works but me? <laughs> Does that sound like, like any one of us? And Jethro saw this and he said, Moses, this is not good. What you're doing for them is good, but your method needs fixing. See, because what he's saying is, you're doing this for now, but I want you to be able to do this for the long haul. 
And this is what God wants for us. Not to be that, that flame that, you know, is, is, is on today and then off tomorrow because we burned out that candle to where, you know, once the wax is done, it's done. I don't want to be that candle. I want to be that, that, that everlasting flame that is, that is supplied by the strength of God in my life. And so if we are to do that, we need to rely on other people. How many of you have ever seen signs on buildings, biz- businesses, that say, help wanted? I know that was back in the day. You know, now it's saying, you, you, know, you know, we're hiring, right? The wording is a little different. But it's the same thing. Help wanted. And you would see it, and, and uh, uh, you know, you, 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 you know, maybe if you needed a job, you know, you would go in and see, you know, maybe, maybe what was going to be required of you. But that business owner put that sign for a reason. Why? Because they need some help. <laughs> it's not rocket surgery. They need help. They understand that they can't do it on their own and they need someone else beside them to help them make that business grow. And they're not just looking for any kind of help, right? If you've ever owned a business before, you don't just want anyone. You want someone who is going to be a hard worker. You want someone who is going to, who is going to, to, to treat everything like it was theirs. To take pride in their work. To have, to, have, to have that same mindset that you have. To have that same passion to see that business grow. Even though it's not even theirs. They take ownership. You want these kind of employees. These kind of workers. See, I believe God wants us to have that sign on us. He wants us to carry that sign, help wanted. Help wanted. You see, we must be willing to accept help. Now, now some of you may, may, may think, well, that, that, that sounds crazy. That sounds, why would anyone refuse help? But we do. We do. It may not be, it may not be in, the, in the physical aspect, you know, when someone says, hey, can I help you with this or that? Oh, no, I'm good. Well, sometimes we do for various reasons. But how about when God asks you and I, hey, let me help you out with that. And we say, no, God, I got this all by myself. I'm good. I'm good here, God. And sometimes we may reject the help from God. And sometimes we, not, may, we may not even realize that God is helping us at that time in our lives. We may think, oh man, I'm here all alone. I'm doing everything on my own. <laughs> I know this feeling very well. I, I, I can't count the times, and I'm gonna be real with you, 
that I've, that I've shared with my wife in private after, after church services when we were, when we were um, uh, in, in East Long Beach. Man, I feel like I'm doing it all by myself. <laughs> thinking, th- thinking back, like, like man, how, how, how dumb you were to think that. You know what she told me? She said, she said, you know what? If that's what you think, then that's the way you're going to remain. Ooh. I'm going to thank God for an honest wife. She said, if that's, if that's the way you see things, then that's the way things are going to be for you. If you think that you are all alone, then guess what? You are going to be alone. She wasn't leaving. <laughs> she was just saying, that's the way things are going to be in the ministry. And it's very true. It's very true. Because when we have that mindset and when we speak those words over our life, words are life, amen? They're life. You're speaking either life or death over yourself and you don't even know it. I think of moving. How many of you like helping people move? <laughs> we got one right here, young man. There we go. <laughs> He's willing. He'll, he'll probably just take you know, you know, some, some pizza and toys too. But if you've ever helped someone move, you, you know, you've carried heavy things before. You know, maybe you were carrying a heavy piece of furniture and you had to, you know, group carry this piece of furniture because it was extremely heavy. Maybe you have four guys carrying it, one on each side. But then how many know that there's a time where you have to go through that doorway? And maybe those, those two side guys can't fit. And so they, they you know, you know as, you're, as you're carrying this with four guys, you're thinking, oh, man, this is easy. This is, this is a piece of cake. I can do this all day long. But then once those two guys drop off, you begin to see the actual weight of what you're carrying. Why? Because you lost the extra help. Because now you're carrying extra upon yourself. And this is like, it, this is like how it is in our spiritual lives. Where we are, we are carrying these heavy things in life. And God says, first of all, they're not even yours to carry right? It's not even yours to carry. You're, 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 you're choosing to carry this, and, 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 and uh, uh, you can just give it to me, but uh, you're carrying these heavy weights upon your shoulder, and you're wondering why you're so worn out. You're wondering why you're so discouraged. You're wondering why, you know, you're, you're, like, a, you're like a spiritual roller coaster, because of the, of the weight that you are carrying upon your shoulders. And God says, I'm here to help you. But we need to allow God to help us. Carrying that sign that says, help wanted. Where it says, where basically you're saying, God... I want you to help me. God, I am seeking your help right now. 
God, I am seeking your direction in my life. I'm seeking your strength. So I'm going to carry a sign that says help wanted because, God, I need you. I don't want to come to a place where I think I can do it myself. And just as I mentioned how those business owners look for those employees who are going to take ownership, who are going to be hard workers, God is looking for those as well. But you know what? God even makes it easier than that. God says, I just want someone who's available. I just want someone who's available. He said, all I need, God says, all I need you to do is just say yes. And he says, I'm going to equip you with everything that you need to do this good work. Just say yes. Exodus 18, verse 19. Moses' father-in-law continues here, and he says, now listen to me, and let me give you a word of advice. He says, and may God be with you. He says, you should continue to be the people's representative before God, bringing their disputes to him. Teach them God's decrees and give them his instructions. Show them how to conduct their lives. He says, but select from all the people some capable, honest men who fear God and hate bribes. Appoint them as leaders over groups of 1,000, groups of 100, groups of 50, and groups of 10. They should always be available to solve the people's common disputes, but have them bring the major cases to you. Let the leaders decide the smaller matters themselves. They will help you carry the load, making the task easier for you. If you follow this advice, and if God commands you to do so, then you will be able to endure the pressures, and all these people will go home in peace. He says, you will be able to endure. How many know that God wants us to endure till the end? Turn to your neighbor and tell him, you need to endure till the end. We need to trust in the Lord. See, Jethro was, was telling Moses, Yes, you may have experienced these great successes in your life, but if you want to keep seeing them take place, you need to rely on help from others. It reminds me of that very familiar story, the story of the guy who, who slips off a cliff and is hanging on that branch, and he says, hey, is there anyone up there that can help me? I need help. And that calm voice says, it is I, the Lord, just let go. And then the man says, is there anyone else up there who can help me? And this is, the, this is the mentality that we have. You know, we find ourselves maybe hanging on that branch off a cliff. And God says, just let go. And you're like, you're crazy. <laughs> is there any other voice that can speak to me right now? See, we're looking for a specific answer sometimes, aren't we? We're looking for a certain response but God says, no, it's not always going to go your way. It's not always going to, it, it isn't always going to take place the way you thought it was going to take place. 
And God is teaching us so many things in, that, in those situations in our lives. But this morning, God wants us to trust in him and to know that he is with us, that he is taking care of us, that you are not alone. Psalm 23, verse 4, David writes this. He says, even though I walk through the sunless valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort and console me. David says, I'm not alone in this. Even though I walk through this sunless valley of the shadow of death, I'm not alone. And so I don't have to fear. I don't have to be dismayed. I don't have to worry. I don't have to be discouraged. Why? Because I know that my God is with me. He's with me. See, you weren't meant to go it alone. God didn't create you to go it alone. God even made a, 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 a helpmate for Adam because he didn't want Adam to be alone. God doesn't want us to ever feel like we're alone. That's a strategy of the enemy. See, what the enemy tries to do is to get us to isolate ourselves to feel like we are alone, to feel like we're the only one working, to feel like we're the only one in this battle, to feel like we're the only one who actually cares. Uh, and he tries to isolate ourselves so that he can then begin to attack and attack and attack and attack. And he knows that when you're by yourself, you're more vulnerable. It's a strategy of the enemy. But the truth, and I thank God for his truth, is that you are not alone, amen? Exodus 18, 24, Moses listened to his father-in-law's advice. Someone say, thank you, Jesus. He listened to his advice and followed his suggestions. He chose capable men from all over Israel and appointed them as leaders over the people. He put them in charge of groups of 1,000, groups of 100, groups of 50, and groups of 10. These men were always available to solve the people's common disputes. They brought the major cases to Moses, but they took care of the smaller matters themselves. And this is exactly what God wanted for Moses. This is exactly the direction that he used his father-in-law to, to give him advice in that Moses was to do in order for him to endure. Because he was doing good things through God. But the, the methods had to change in order for him to go the long haul. We may think, well, the things that we're doing right now are good and, you know, we're making it. But are you just making it? Are you just getting by? Are you just, are you just living day by day kind of thing? And I know, I know, you know, we don't know what tomorrow brings. But to, but, to have, but to have a mentality of like, oh, man, you know, well, you know, who knows what's going to happen. And, you know, you know, you're just on that kind of, you know, bummer trip. You know, I think of, I think of you know, the, like, the, like the Eeyore mentality. Just, just real, real bummer. No, God doesn't want his children to live like that. God doesn't, God doesn't want his children to, to live with no expectation. God wants his children to be vibrant, amen? He wants his children to be alive. 
He wants them to be the ones who others look at and say, wow, what is going on in their life? I want what they have. Joshua 1.9, the Lord says to Joshua, be strong and courageous. Don't be afraid or discouraged for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. So God is calling us this morning, be bold, be courageous. Turn that, turn, turn that fear into faith today, amen? Turn, uh, uh, turn your, your, your uh, weakness uh, into, into strength, your, your timidity into boldness, your worries into confidence, amen? He wants to change those things in your life today. But we need, to, we need to understand and remember what God has done for us. As Moses was telling Jethro, all the things God had did for them, we must remember all the things God has done for us. All the things he has brought us through. Because that's, a, that's, a, that's those, 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 those uh, remembrances and, and, and pillars in our lives of faith, the pillars of faith that has got us to where we are today, that we stand upon that says, God, I can't believe what you got me through back then. I can't believe what I was doing 10 years ago, five years ago, last year. I can't believe it. But you did it. You did it. I don't know how you did it, but you did it. And so let that be a constant reminder in my life, Lord, that you are with me wherever and whenever. Isaiah 43, verse 2, as the worship team comes forward this morning. Isaiah 43, verse 2, God says this. He says, when you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. He says, when you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. And this is what God is telling us this morning. That in order for us to reach our potential, we need to allow God to help us. But not only allow God to help us, allow others to help as well. Because you can't do it alone. The, 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 the road, the journey, wasn't meant to be traveled alone. You need others. You need those who are sitting next to you. You need them. They are vital for you to endure. They're vital and they're key. If Moses tried to do it all by himself, he wouldn't have made it. And God says, let us learn. Let us learn today. Through that same advice, to lean on one another. To be able, to be able to allow others to take some of those burdens, to carry some of those weights, and always, always allowing God to help us in our life. Help wanted. God wants us to wear that around our neck. Help wanted. I can't do this on my own. If I'm going to reach my potential, I'm gonna need help. And this is what God has us to understand this morning. As every head is bowed, every eye closed.